Welcome back to another episode of Trade Up with TJ, talking all things health, wealth, business, and lifestyle for tradies. Today, I've got a special guest on, Barty Somerville. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. No, it's a pleasure. Um, today, we're just going to go through, talk about her journey, um, industry as a woman, and all things leadership and mental health. Good stuff. I'm keen. Keen. So, run us through when you first got into the industry, made the move to Melbourne, and how it's all been so far. <laughs> Um, so my journey like into the trades was definitely, I wouldn't say linear, like, oh, maybe linear is not the right word, but I think any woman you ask who's in the industry, their story is always a bit different because it's a bit random, I suppose. Um, when I was 18, I grew, well, I grew up like in the country, rurally. Um, when I was 18, I moved to Sydney for uni and while I was at uni, I was just doing bar work and like absolutely like hated it. It just wasn't, it just wasn't for me, like just being around drunk people, ETC. And my dad, he actually lived in Sydney and called me up and he's like, do you reckon you'd want to try out labouring? And I was like, fuck it, I may as well give it a crack. Like went to Kmart, bought myself some boots. They were like two (laughs) sizes too big, literally. Like like we have come a long way, hey, like... They've got women's boots now, mate. Throwback then, nothing. The old, what are they, jackaroos? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kmart special. Or something. <laughs> Kmart spec. <laughs> Rolled into work the next day, didn't know what to expect, hated it. I was like, and no one ever expects me to say that. Everyone is always like, oh, you, did you just love it? No. Nah. Like, that's the honest truth. I didn't. And it was just the fact that, you know, I was at uni, needed a job and better than bar work. So I just kept showing up and eventually like just learning more and more little bits and pieces. I just was hooked. I just became, I was like, this is what I want to do. I love it. And like, I just want to know everything there is to know. So that was kind of how I got into my apprenticeship. Um, and yeah, I think I moved around a few different companies during my apprenticeship. There were like just, I don't know, a couple of things that happened, like people lost work or I wasn't um, happy where I was. And that's one thing I'll say, like, if you're unhappy, it's <laughs> like if you're gen- genuinely like yeah. you're waking up, like the place you're in is making you like hate your life, move on. Yeah, like have a conversation with your boss if you feel comfortable. Otherwise, like move on if it's not the right place. Um, and then, yeah, you know, got qualified. Um, I After I got qualified, I went home and I rebuilt um, from the floods that happened in Lismore. Spent some time with family. Um, it was like a family home that I rebuilt. And then from there, I had been watching like a few things down here in Melbourne and I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like I just moved and honestly, I haven't looked back. Like it's been awesome. The industry down here is absolutely booming. Been working with some really cool people on some like incredible projects, like absolutely insane. And yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. What did you study at uni? Um, I went to the National Art School. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah so. so I was like 
studying printmaking. I was doing a Bachelor of Fine Arts. And my plan kind of was to either like do my art degree and then go and do either like high school art teaching or do art therapy. Like I wanted to be an art therapist. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just found like so much passion in being a chippy that I was like, this is something I love now. Like why would I take the gamble on something? I don't even know if I'll like. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Like just realize and notice like just going with what your gut feels probably in a way as well. Yeah. I think that was like a real big one, especially because – so many things come into it because you're like, oh, I don't know, like I've spent all this money. Like I think the my uni fees were like at that point like 40 grand. So you're like, oh, I've got like all this debt. Like I do love art. Like maybe I just stick it out. And I don't know. I was just like, nah. Yeah. I just was like, nah. I just – well, this is the thing. Like it was literally coming into like doing my final year or starting my apprenticeship and – I just like, it sounds so weird. Like, cause some people look at trades, they're like, it's just a trade. But like, I literally couldn't turn my back on it. I was just like, I have to do this. Like I was, I was called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you sounds, just, yeah. Something felt I, I, right yeah, like about it. Yeah. Something felt so right. And I don't like, I don't know how many people get like the calling in their life to be a tradie, but like. I got called and I was like, I answered the phone. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I haven't looked back. Like so many people, I was like, oh, do you wish you finished? Like, have you looked back? I'm like, not for a second, not for one beat. That's yeah. crazy. Like to know, <laughs> so you probably already knew like your purpose and your passion, what your drivers were once you got into the industry as well. Like to be able to just go with what you knew. Yeah. I think like it took me a little bit coming into the industry with – like, cause I was laboring and stuff like that. And at the start, I just hated it. I think I literally had no understanding of, I didn't understand tradies. Like I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't under, like I would look at them. I'd come into work and I think I actually had like a bit of a complex about me. I was like, well, I'm going to uni. Even though I was at art school, <laughs> I was like, like I'm, I won't be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a real, like, like looking back in hindsight, so jerky. Yeah. Like, um, and I just didn't understand. I'm just like, why would you want to do this? Like, why would you? And yeah, flip side, ended up loving it. So yeah. it's really weird. I think like to, and now I look at people who look down on tradies. I'm like, how, it wasn't, I didn't, I wouldn't say I looked down. I wouldn't say I like looked down, but it was, yeah, I don't know. It was a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. And you sort of say there as well, like, if you don't like something, don't do it in a way. Like, do you, like, you're obviously with the trade industry being like people are and so negative at times um, and just doing it for just because they have to and they feel like they're like tied to their job. Do you believe people just should go do what they're passionate about? Move on. Yeah. We spend... Like we waste so many time, so much time. We waste so much time, so yep. many hours in each day on things that we don't love. We're not passionate about. And I understand like it isn't easy. We're all tied to things, have baggage. Obviously I'm young. So um, I'm speaking from like 
a position that I don't have the same, like I don't have kids. I don't have, like I'm not tied to a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not tied to a lot. So, But I do know that living, I don't know, our life is really short. Yeah. And any day that you spend waking up and living out someone else's life or doing what you feel like you should be doing and not what you are truly passionate about is such a waste. Like no one has your mind. No one can do what you want to do. And like, I just think it's a waste. Like just if something's not for you, we put this whole pressure on like soldiering on, powering through. If you know something's not for you, throw it in, throw the towel in. Like I feel like sometimes it takes just as much courage to like stand up and say, this isn't for me and move on. Like, you know, you see people waste time on something that maybe they probably, they knew within the first week something's not for them. They do it for 20 years. Sorry? No good. Yeah. Yeah, you still see it like happen even now. And being obviously a male dominant industry as well, it probably comes all from ego as well to Mm. think they have to be the provider but do the hard shit that they don't even fucking enjoy. Yeah, I think it's really hard. I mean, I can't obviously, like I'm a woman, so I can't really speak to how exactly men feel. Um, But I can imagine there's a lot of pressure there to be that provider and to, you know, show up for your family and the people that you love. And I've seen it many times. I've worked with a lot of men who... They hate what they do. They aren't happy in their lives. They're not happy at work. Maybe they're good at what they do, but it's just a dark pit like every single day. And, you know, their relationships aren't great. Like everything we need to understand that when you're doing something that doesn't fill you up, that you know is eating away at you, you, that's it it's going to continue eating away at you. It's not going to magically change. You can do all the mindset things in the world, but if what you're doing is just like taking from you, everything else is going to come crumbling down. And we really need to understand that when we fill ourselves up, when we work from a place of purpose and value and love, like all of that stuff, Everything around us transforms, like your relationships. Um, I don't know, your relationships, your bank account, your um, your just absolute love and appreciation for life. Like, yep. And so many people look at people who are kind of living that. It's like, how do I, how do, I do that? Like, I, I want that life. I want that life. And it's just like, you don't want that life. You want your authentic life like that's what people are chasing when they see someone else's life it's like we misunderstand that maybe we don't want exactly that but we want that authentic um kind of flow in our own life like that's what we pick up on we pick on pick up on people living authentically and the power in that yeah yeah. yeah, and it's power. Like I heard some quote the other day, even if, as you were just saying, the want to want something. Yeah. So like people want 
something, but it's not actually their purpose of what they want. Yeah, like, I know. So, yeah, that's paraphrasing that. But, like, you as well showing up as who you've had to be as well, like, to find – how long has it taken you to probably really find who you want to be as well? Like, to go on that journey a little bit. Mm, I think that's a really hard one. Um, I would say to that, first of all, working on yourself, finding yourself is a life's work. You never stop. You never stop growing. So you never stop discovering about yourself. You never stop working on your traumas. You never stop being triggered. You just, you just keep learning. Like it's all a process. Every day we step into the world, every time we engage with other people, engage with ourselves, it's an opportunity to really learn about yourself and go deep. I would say, um, really for me, um, Oh, my self-discovery has been massive. That's so hard. I feel like I've been someone who's been very thoughtful my whole life. I've always been a really deep thinker. Um, Coming into the trades was a really big trigger for me and finding myself because what it actually did When I started in the industry, I believe I had um, a sense of who I was, but what I really had was a list of beliefs that I had been told about myself that I had then lived by and I stepped into the trades, made it far worse because now I was a woman in a man's world and... I didn't feel secure in who I was. I'd always kind of like worked off who people wanted me to be. And so then I was like, okay, who do they want me to be? And so I became like, and I mean, already coming from the country, I really just like turned it up to like (laughs) turn the dial up. But like I just became this like really rough, like, um, massive drinker um just I was a full grub I was like grub um and that's the truth like I just was like like the biggest like just tradie like I was real um masculine and I think it just wasn't who I was but I just felt so uncomfortable and scared to be any kind of show any kind of like my feminine side and I think um, all the habits that I fell into, like in the trades, like not looking after my body, eating shit, drinking really bad, that really took me down a dark path um, with my mental health. Like that's something I'd struggled with a lot. And I kind of got to this point when I was 19 and I was like, looked at myself, I'm like, you're fucked. I'm like, you need to, like this, this has gone one way. It's not good you're worth more than that. Like just that moment of having like a glimpse where I'm like, I don't know how much you're worth, but you're worth more than like this. And I went and got help. And that like from that moment, every day, every step I took, like it was forward and back, but took me on the path to like loving myself, accepting myself, and every little piece of that kind of allowed me to show up authentically and be okay with showing up authentically. When I became okay with who I was, 
I was able to show up as I am. Yeah. And, you know, I always felt really scared to kind of show up as I am. I felt like I had to be someone. And now I realize when I show up as I am, I'm loved even more. So that's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, it's yeah. powerful. And like you said there, like obviously showing that masculine energy at the start mm. and the feminine and obviously it's become a bit more normalised now these days probably as well. But when you first started, as you said, there was no woman's clothes, nothing, like it was frowned upon to sort of have women in the industry. Man. Did you feel like you had to do that to probably fit in in a way? Like, 100%. Yeah. 100%. It was like, especially when I first, first started, like I'd walk down the street in my like trade clothes like from work and I would feel so embarrassed. Like genuinely, I'd feel embarrassed. People would stare at me. It wasn't cool. It was like, and I remember one day I was with my dad um, and he was like, he was like, don't be embarrassed, man. Like don't be embarrassed for what you do to like put food on the table, like that kind of thing. And I remember thinking, I was like, but I kind of am like, it wasn't, now it's really empowered, which is awesome. Like I want people to feel so empowered, um, but it wasn't then. And I really feel like I've had to like until more recently, like every side I stepped on, I was the first woman to step on that side. I was the first woman every man had ever worked with. I was the first woman, you know, talking to that person, buying a power tool, um, and so many firsts that it's like it was a lot to carry and I think at such a young age carrying all of that um, I really did feel like I had to be someone I wasn't and I think a lot of women feel that way and they don't know how to show up yep. but you know when you start showing up as yourself you realise like I notice when I show up as myself, then it doesn't matter if it's around men, women, whoever, it doesn't matter. Like when you show up authentically, you actually allow and give permission for everyone else to like, you show them that it's okay. Like I don't care. I'll walk on site. I'm like the weirdest, like most odd person and like other people like let their goof out. It's like, yeah, let's get goofy. Yeah. Like it's good, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. You're not scared to be who you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've lent into that as well to be and find the power of yourself. Yeah, like, and the most that's, powerful. Yeah, and that's probably created then into who you are today. But then everyone respects that as well because you're true to your values and who yeah. you are. Yeah. You know, actually talking about values, I think that was one of the biggest things like – I really, a few years ago, I started, I think I read something and I started going really deep into values and questioning, what do I value? Like, what are, what are my values? And I didn't know. And I just, every day would reflect on it really hard. And now I'm so solid on the things I'm, I value. I'm just like, these are my values. I don't stray from them. doesn't matter what it is, work, friends, um, business, these are my values. I don't stray from them. Do our values align? No. I really appreciate, like, I really appreciate this. I appreciate the offer, but this isn't going to work. And you have to get so solid on your values and stop, like, accepting this or that. Like, know your worth, know your values, accept nothing less. 
Like, you got to get so stern on that. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Do you mind me asking what are your values? My values, I feel like I am very loyal. Like, I value truth. I value connection. I value... Um, how would I put it? Um, it's, I don't know what the word would be for it. It's not transparency. Maybe authenticity. Yep. I really value like authenticity. And one of the ones that's been coming up recently for me um, and something I've been working on is vulnerability. It's something I can struggle with. Yeah. Um, but I really value authentic vulnerability. And when you're able to like meet someone in that place, yeah. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. But yeah, I think you don't need to have a grand list of values. Yeah. You just need to know like your core ones why and like then that rolls into like your why yeah. like it just your values are everything yeah 100% like and as soon as you figure that out and then you really work from values like anytime anytime I'm offered to work with anyone I stop and I like think about it and I'm just like how does it feel like yep. how does it feel like I really I'm really like gut person as well like I yep. go with my gut yeah like cool. how does it feel and if something, even if it's like the values align, but my gut feels off, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I wish you nothing but the best. Um, it just doesn't align. Like, yeah. And you have to, when you start saying, when you start saying no, you have more things come in that you want to say yes to. Yeah. You have the space there to be able to yeah. accept what you want to accept and not overwhelm yourself. Exactly. Otherwise you end up just, I suppose, filling your life with shit. Yeah. Like everyone wonders, they're like, why aren't all these good things coming in? Why aren't all these good things coming in? It's like you literally have no room because it's just filled with shit. Like yeah. we just fill our lives with all this rubbish that we don't enjoy, we don't need. Um, and it's like they're placeholders. But until you get rid of the placeholder, there's no room. Yeah. Like get rid of it. Toss it. Toss it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get rid of it. Yeah. And you also mentioned there as well when you're obviously coming through that masculine side and coming into the industry, mm. the alcohol side of things. Mm. Did you just do that just because everyone else did or like just sort of hide who you were or to shut off the feelings and things that come up probably in a way? Oh, that's a really great question. So I would say I grew up um, and alcohol was like, super around me um and I have people very close to me in my life who struggle with alcoholism um and addiction so I think from the start I've had a really unhealthy maybe yeah it's definitely unhealthy but just not really a normal relationship with alcohol as you know a lot of people in Australia do you know it's we have an interesting drinking culture here um but for me I know like I was very young when I moved to Sydney I was in a new place which obviously invites more drinking um I started drinking super young like 14 
I was yeah, drinking. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> like getting drunk at 14. Yeah. When you think about that, I look at 14 year olds now, I'm like, <laughs> like that's pretty bad. Um, yeah. But then going into the trades and that whole thing, like just getting on the beers, like, oh, legend. Like, like I was the kind of person I was like, I drank every day. Hey, like I drank crazy. every day. I'd put like minimum, like a case away a week. Like always just like on the weekend, out on the drink, like turning beers on their heads. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I went so hard. Um, and I think the thing about it looking back is I was really, really depressed. Like I was super vulnerable, really depressed. Like I was having like suicidal thoughts. Like I was in a such like a fucking dark place and I think all I wanted was someone to be like fuck you know you're right like what's going on you know this isn't normal behavior but the issue is in the trades when you're young everyone's drinking everyone's doing this stuff so you're one in get in line everyone's doing it so it's kind of the norm and it really took me to go so low, like just drinking so heavily and like it affected my health. Like I went to the doctor and he was like, you like, it was showing up in my liver, like, yeah. and, and that's in like my early twenties. Like that's yeah. so, so you bad. Went hard, hard. Like, I yeah. went like hard, hard. Yeah. Like, um, and looking back, uh, just, yeah. It's hard to like look back, I think. Um, But now, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Um, Yeah, but obviously, as I said, because in the trades, it is really normal, like normalized. Um, It was a hard one to kick and it really, it wasn't anyone else that stopped me. Like, And it's celebrated too. It is celebrated. Like we do celebrate it. Like, being the mo- person like who gets on the drink the most, beer's legend, like, oh, you're so wasted. Like, man, I look back, I'm just like, it wasn't cool. Like, it wasn't any of this stuff. And like the work I had to do, first of all, to be like, I need to stop. I've got a problem. Like, I did have a problem. Um, that was really like, that was hard. Um, and... No one else came to me about it. No one said, I think you've got a problem. Like I went and got help myself, um, which I'm so glad I did. But then, yeah, that in itself has been such a long journey because then I've had to relearn a relationship with drinking, what that looks like, what a healthy relationship is with drinking because I couldn't even – I couldn't have like one drink at, at like dinner. Like, yeah. What's the point? Like, I, I need to get fucking blind. Like, yeah, I need to yeah. throw, like, ten shots down. Like, yeah. skull a cup of vodka. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just so twisted. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's something we really need to change. Like, yeah. and if someone is out drinking all the time, like, doing this stuff, I don't care if it's the norm. Like, ask them, like, are you all good? Because yeah. it is a cover. And just because everyone's doing it, doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean it's normal. It's definitely not good for you. 
And yeah, like, man, I wish as tradies we weren't like it because yeah. it's a sad path to walk that a lot of people do. Yeah. 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 It's crazy to think like it's used, I believe, for some, and as you've mentioned, that dark path you're on, but it's like nearly an antidepressant, like the shut off yeah. what is coming up because you can't handle it. You don't want to feel it. Yeah. And like now I've gone through like long periods of being like completely sober. Now like um, maybe every couple of months I'll go and see friends like I'll have a couple of drinks or like I have a glass of wine with dinner things like that, I don't feel it's a problem for me now, but I do notice when I'm having a hard time, I'll feel, I'll be like, I feel like having a drink. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, you know, like, oh, I just, I just need to have a drink. I just need to like, oh, I need to. And it's like, we need to find a new release valve. Yeah. Because alcohol is a depressant. Like we're using it to self-soothe and to, um, self-medicate the other shit we have going on and it's not making our problems easier like you're waking up in the morning you feel like shit you've blown your money you've you know messaged someone like done all this stuff like it's it's just nothing good yeah yeah, yeah. now it's ca- now it's coffee <laughs> it's I know. A new I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't go wrong with a good coffee you can't but go wrong with it wrong with a good coffee like i like Sometimes, you know what, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Coffee, I would say, is a lesser evil. Yeah, 100%. You know, I try and keep a lid on it as much as I can. But, yeah, it's just so sad. Like, yeah. I know. I actually have um, I have a mate at the moment who, yeah, he's gone down, like, similar, similar path. Um, and... He recently, like, you know, made a really big change. Um, and I was just like, that's so good, blah, blah, blah. And we're, like, really good friends. Been friends a very long time. Been yep. through a lot of shit together. And I started noticing he made this change so that he could better his life. Um, it, like, nothing was happening in our hometown. He was like, I'm going to make this change. Um this is like my final chance. And I started noticing like he was calling me like super drunk late at night and just going into old habits. And I called him. I was like, mate, I love you like so much. Like you're one of my best mates, but this is seriously hard to watch. I'm trying to support you. Um, you really need to get help. And I said, I was like, I don't know if anyone's telling you this, but I'm going to tell you that this path you're walking, you're repeating exactly what you're doing now. If you keep on, like you've made this change, you've done this big change, you have support around you, like don't repeat, don't repeat the same pattern. Don't create another hometown here. Like, and as soon as you like, create those connections very hard to get away from as soon as they're the people you surround yourself with very hard to get away from and that's what so many people struggle with you know all their mates are doing it too they stop they've got no mates yeah they're more depressed yeah like it is this vicious cycle i was like please don't like i'll support you like let's just i want to be real with you 
And he was like, thank you so much for being real with me. Like, I know, I know the path that I'm going down isn't good, um, blah, blah, blah. And then we like spoke a few more times. He's gone. He's gone down that path. Like, yeah. and I'm just like, it's so hard to watch, um, but I can't do any more. And like, it's just sad. Like, you watch people every day in the industry, you watch your mates and you see like a light in them. I'm just like, I know how much you have to offer. Like you have this light in you. Like I can see it, like see it in yourself, but you can't make someone see what you see in them. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And as you got it, as you said, when you went on the path yourself, you had to go do it mostly yourself. Like even if when you are in those times, you have to have those people support you, but you've got to be able to, want to do it yeah you can only be told and sometimes you feel like you're really being told off as well probably yeah man when i got to that point i was like on my knees begging for like mercy i was like yeah i need fucking help like i need to change my life and i think i was super lucky like i ended up going to headspace and i did heaps of group therapy and stuff like that not for um not like specifically for drinking but I did it for like a lot of what was going on inside me and the traumas and stuff like I did self-work that's what I did yeah like our like drinking like yeah it's a problem but it's a problem because other shit is going on so it's getting down and dirty with what is going on inside me that I need to work on and yeah I was super lucky that that was especially as an apprentice, that was a free service. Um, But now we're really lucky. Like we have things like TIACs, which is free mental health, like counselling over the phone for tradies. So like how good It's pretty crazy what they're doing, isn't it? Man. It's fine. Yeah, it's just nuts. Like just like – and I believe there's still that fine line like the – and as we were talking earlier off um, here – but like the mental health, it's good that how where it's become, I believe, mm. for the older generation as well. And I've seen it like being a mental health sort of advocate as well for, and trying to help people. But then for the younger, younger generation, sometimes it's used to their advantage, would you say, in a way as well? Like too much sometimes, like people can't con- cop constructive criticism. Uh, I think it's like, as you're saying, it's such a hard one because it's like... Uh, apprentices and young people now, I think it's a whole different game. Like people are built very differently. Our tolerances have changed. And now I think, to be honest now, like people who, like people don't want to do trades. Like they're too hard. Like, you know, even when, we would have work experience kids come through and they're just like, oh, like, I can't. Like you have you have them doing like nothing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like you're not even you, – you're not having a hard slog, bro. Yeah. And they come in the next day they're like, oh, I had to go to bed at 6 p.m. last <laughs> night. This has ruined me. This has ruined me. It's like, man, I think – I think – oh, it's such a hard one because – and I think this is the problem that so many people face. They don't know that line, yeah. like between um, mental health, supporting um, the people 
you're working with, but then also trying to like find the balance of what constructive feedback and everything like that is. And it's becoming so individualized where like everyone's so different, like the way they react exactly how you're talking about earlier um, with your workers, like everyone is so different the way they take things on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're coming into a pretty scary place because trades are awesome. They're really good opportunity for so many reasons, but people don't want to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy work as well. Like it is physical and hard. It's mentally hard as well. But, and as you said, like for yourself, Mm. like it is, you've had to do the fucking work on yourself, but let alone actually work hard as well. Like it's not, you don't start work at eight o'clock and finish at one o'clock. Like you're, no, no, no. you're putting in the hours and you're working hard to get it as well. You've got to be able to show you can prove yourself yeah. as well. And man, as a, like, especially when I was an apprentice living out of home, like didn't earn that much. I think like, like 500 bucks and that a week and yep. you're paying like 250 a week rent. Yeah. Like that's, that's hard. Yep. Like that was, that was really hard. I don't know. I think apprentices are a really hard one. I'm really struggling at the moment with the fact that like we're pushing for more apprentices to come through, which is awesome. We need more workers, but the industry right now isn't set up to really support them to finish their trades. Like they don't yeah. want to finish it. Um, it's like 50% of all apprentices drop out. They don't, they don't finish them. Pretty crazy, And it's it? like, well, why? I don't want to be pushing and pushing and pushing people into the trades only for us to not be fixing the issue. So right now, like, what's the issue? Like, what is it that's going on where people don't want to finish their apprenticeship? And what as a whole can we do to fix this? Because I don't know, maybe it's like we need to... because. I don't get me wrong, like people who are running businesses in the trades, a lot of them do a great job, but like a lot of people, they're tradies who then stumbled into being a business owner. So maybe it's that we're educating businesses more on how we communicate and work with people and also like helping young people who are coming through and doing their apprenticeships, what the standard is yeah. and if you're struggling, okay, this is how we can help. Um, and looking at all those different avenues. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's understanding everyone communicates different as well, but communication, kind is clear, uh, clear is kind. Yeah, exactly. Like, and yeah, doing to that. So how, like in saying that as well, obviously now the role you're sort of rolled into as well as mm. like sort of being that project site manager. Um, how have you found that sort of, again, as a woman in the trade, but sort of being people's bosses, like, yeah. To like, has that been hard for yourself as well as understanding and being the leader? To be honest, I think maybe when I was left, maybe when I was less self-assured, I would have struggled with it a lot more. But I love being a boss. I love being a leader. I feel really secure in myself. I feel respected in my job. As we've said, everyone deserves respect 100%. But I settle for nothing less than to be respected, whether that's on my site, whether that's 
um, you know, where on someone else's side, whether I'm walking down the street, like I know my worth, I know what I can do, I know what I'm capable of and like there's power in that. Like I'm, yeah, I don't accept really anyone on my side and neither would my company who would have like a place of disrespect. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. So like, you know who you are, but then you, yeah, you want to gain that respect to be who you are as well. Yeah, exactly. I think it's not about gaining it. It's about not settling for anything less. And like, um, the, and it's not in a way that's entitled or anything like that. It's just, I show respect. I, and you know, you show something you and you get it in return. Yep. Like all the trades I have on site, we have a good time, we have a laugh and it's also like professional. Yeah. Like I think w- if I was to, if I was to in my position, like have people come on site and be like really um, not sure of myself like if I didn't have that kind of strength within myself then you open up the doors for other people to start questioning you yeah like you have to just be within yourself so strong so powerful I'm this person you're gonna see me as this person you show people how they're going to treat you you set that tone no one else know your worth Yeah. yeah like every day of the week know your worth I wake up even if I don't feel like that baddie, I know my worth <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'm not accepting anything less. Like I don't care if like I'm having the shittest day ever. Like you catch me on a bad day. You're not going to catch me slipping on my worth. Yeah. yeah no, nah, yeah. I've spent two minutes too, too long. Like, um, accepting less than what I deserve. Like if I can tell anyone, anything, know your worth, accept nothing less and live your life. Like, so strongly based on that you as an individual hold so much power and so much worth and don't waste a single second like of that wishing you were someone else or feeling like you wish you were worth more you wake up in the morning and you're worth more than gold yeah like just by living just yeah, by every day is a blessing isn't it like and have that gratitude towards it as oh. well massively and that's something you're probably big on as well oh, <laughs> a bit of a gratitude junkie <laughs> <laughs> got rid of the beers just yeah. turned to gratitude <laughs> can't go wrong not a schooner of gratitude thanks yeah, yeah. <laughs> cold glass <laughs> uh, that's a good one yeah no genuinely um i was actually having a bit of a i think it was yesterday morning i was having because i was just a bit sick and i was like oh i'm having a bit of a rough day and One of the biggest things I do, like if I'm having a hard time, I give thanks to the people I love and the people who I find really powerful. And so I messaged like a few people and just told them how they make me feel and that how grateful I am to have them as a part of my life, as a part of my journey. And it honestly just put me on cloud nine for the rest of the day. And I just thought to myself, how lucky am I to have these people in my life? How lucky am I to exist at the same time as these incredible 
like people like just to wake up today just to like we are so lucky and any day that I get that I get the opportunity to just wake up and like man I've been down there like I've struggled I feel like I've literally oh like crawled my way out of hell yeah yeah so any day now like I know I'm going to struggle I know life's not going to be easy it's going to be up and down but like I know I can do it I know I can get through and I'm so grateful like for everything every day for every past version of myself that got me here yeah so you mentioned like messaging those people and uplifting them Mm. but telling them how grateful you are for them do, would you do that, like, as it obviously lifts you up, but it comes from a place of lifting them up as well? Yeah. Yeah. I love lifting other people up. Yeah. I think if you see something in someone and you love it, tell them. Yeah. Don't rest on it. Yeah. Like, life's short. You don't know what tomorrow is. I could be gone tomorrow. You could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. The people we love, no one lives forever. We don't know when our final day is, when your final breath is. Don't rest on the fact that you didn't tell someone how you feel, that you didn't tell someone you appreciated them. Like, that's powerful and you never know, like, especially today with social media and all that stuff, you never know how much someone needs to hear it and just needs to hear that you've got them, that you care, that, you know, some of my friends live, like, far from me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care if you're on the other side of the world. I want you to know I'm thinking about you. I want you to know I love you. When you know that you make an impact on my life just by breathing, like that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll put a grin on someone else's face as well. Yeah. And they could be having a down day for all you know as well. Yeah. And you've just uplifted them and made their fucking day as well. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like so so much of the time, like people message me like, oh my gosh, you don't know how much I needed that. I've been really struggling today. I've been really struggling this week. You just don't know what people are going through. So if you can just make a conscious effort to put that love out there and to like yeah you don't know how much people need it yeah like life isn't easy for anyone no one gets out without a struggle like to every individual you know i think as humans we always are scaling or they're worse off i'm worse off they're better off i'm better off like we are always like like putting ourselves in this system but at the end of the world to each individual they go to bed and they wake up in the morning and the shit that they carry is the weight of the world to them yeah yeah do you know what i mean yeah someone always got off worse or like yeah they always think they're in the worst situation like and how do you go as you mentioned social media like the power of what you've probably created as well and you as you were saying before you never thought it would be what it is today for you yeah but like being transparent but not showing everything but still being real and honest how have you managed that yeah I think I'm someone like I'm pretty open I'm pretty honest and what you see is what you get like meet so many people there it's like you're literally exactly the same like, yeah, yeah yeah literally yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly the same <laughs> that's what you want to be but like you don't want to <laughs> yeah yeah you don't want to like come meet someone and they're who the fuck are you? Like, yeah, you're a whole different person. Yeah, so I like I just try and show up as I am. I'm just like I'm just me. I don't yeah. I don't think and not in like 
I don't get me wrong. I think I value myself. I know my worth, but like, I don't, I'm not like, mm, do you know, I don't know how to put it. Yeah. Um, I try and stay humble. Like I try and yeah. I'm just, I'm just me. I'm just yeah. the same as every other individual. We can all like, I'm just doing you. I'm just doing me. Um, but I definitely, as much as I share, like I'm also a private person. Yeah. No one, um, I always have things like going on in the background. Um, I'm super transparent about like, uh, I would say emotionally and all those things about where I'm at. I'm very yep. transparent in that way. But there's some things that people just don't need to know. Like, um, you know, I might talk about like I'm um, feeling heavy. This is what I'm experiencing right now. Maybe it's because of so-and-so topic. Like, you don't need to know the details of so-and-so yeah. topic. Like, and I'm very conscious of, like, other people in my life. Um, I don't like to bring other people into, like, you know, into that. And, like, I make the decision to put myself out there. Yep. Other people don't make the decision for me to put them out there. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. So yeah. it's like a respect thing as well. Yeah, um, you don't want someone resharing your stuff and going, oh, look at so-and-so. She said this and this and yeah. this and this is going on in her background of her life. Yeah, like, yeah. and being like, um, like if there's someone in my life and then I'm sharing something like, you know, just because something affects you, if it has to do with someone else, like I, I keep it off. Like that's yep. not, that's not mine to share. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a funny balancing act. I think it's become easier, but there's definitely times like people, when you put yourself out there, like people always want to know more. Like I yep. question sometimes, like people message me. I'm just like, why, like, why the fuck? Like, why are you even thinking about that? Like, why do you, like, I don't even care. Like, I don't. It doesn't even cross your mind probably. It doesn't even cross my mind. (laughs) And like people message me, I'm just like, that's so bizarre. Yeah. But I'm like so like really grateful. I have some of the most incredible connections and just deep conversations with people like through my social profile. It's been just like the biggest privilege in the world. Yeah. Like that's what I love to do. I love to connect with people and it gives me the ability to do that. Like even sitting here with you. Yeah. Like it, would you have found me? Probably no, not. No, it's exactly. the power of social media. It's and that's what I was, I was even media. thinking that driving here. I was like, so crazy. Like I reached out to you and you're just like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Like, yeah, I love it. And I, I was like, holy shit. Like when you messaged back, I was like, what the fuck? fucking just happened like, like yeah yeah because it's just crazy like i'm on a journey of myself like doing this but then it's people to give up their time for me yeah. as well which like i have like immense gratitude for so thank you like for coming like appreciate it no. but yeah it's crazy to think like it's just the the social media there's so many so much good that comes from it yeah like, and like i think you realize as well like people if you ask like people are so happy to help out like yeah. and anyone on who's like on their journey like they just want to help you on your journey like people are just kind of like it's all it all just works out in the flow of everything do you know what i mean yeah like 
And I mean, any chance to like just talk my head off, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's powerful. So like being in the industry, the alcohol, the mental health side of things, mm. that's obviously like a bit act uh, big advocate thing for you as well but yeah. like coming back to it have you had to like find you've had to not find yourself it's always going to be a journey but like being that woman in the industry as well mm. with male dominant would be very hard so like when others are around you how do you handle those situations like when someone's coming to you say fuck my job hate my life are you just raw honest and like that then that not that other side of you but as you said before that dog in you comes out you're like just fucking don't worry about it fuck off or like how do you I think it's a balancing act yeah like I'm very honest like if someone takes a time comes to me and is like oh this is going on this is going on this is going on like and they it's actually really interesting and I've had this conversation with a few women is men open up to you a lot more freely, like on site, like things that they wouldn't, like I've been told things that like no one else knows, their partner doesn't know, they're no one in their life. Like they genuinely feel like they have no one else they can go to, but the time we might have together in a day to like seek support or seek guidance, all of those things. And I... Like, I love supporting people. I love, like, I want to see people shine. Like, I want, you know, I, like, I don't see the value in um, kind of resting on that. Like, if someone is struggling, someone comes to me, then I'm like, what can I do? How can I help you? Um, Like, that is... That's a reality. Like we need to get that mindset of listening. I think it's really hard right now because there is this sense of like people not – it's really hard because people are genuinely struggling more than ever. Um, but we're also in this weird place where the trades, they don't have the kind of – I don't know how to put it, like we're struggling to find people who are good workers. Yep. And um, it's more about, I think, <laughs> like we're, I don't know, it's like that's such a hard one to put yeah. because like I've had people come to me before um young people and don't get me wrong like I completely understand everyone has their own understanding of what an issue is I will support someone through bloody anything like I'll always be there to support people but like you need to find that balance of when you need to like give someone the stern word and be like look I'm looking out for you here if and you need to like pull your head in yeah, because it's not cool. Like there's – and I think like trades are changing in a really good way. Like people are now seeing what they went through in their apprenticeship. They don't want to repeat it. But we also need to understand that there is 
a level of authority within the trades and you know as an apprentice you deserve a hundred percent you deserve to be respected you have all of your rights you're a part of the team and you should never feel any less than that um but we also need to understand when someone is in a higher role than us and you know take that on board like not overstep your place yeah 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 no like same thing it probably comes back to knowing your position and understanding understanding as well and would you say like there's probably not as much resilience and like an is a as much emotionally intelligent as well around in those younger ones as well like it's sort of i think there needs to be a lot of work done on um helping young people in general not just in the trades yeah understanding like emotional like understanding where they're at yeah because i feel like there's a lot of information out there and people are hungry to understand but they just they don't have the tools like yeah you know people are getting their information off this and that off like whatever and it's not always accurate so like we really need to as i was saying before like have some sort of system like someone putting something in place that's helping tradies young people really move through this period in their life because it's confusing being young yeah and i think that's why it's important to be super supportive and to be very conscious of people's mental health but also have that relationship with someone where you can give them the truth and give them like like the word like word someone up be like you know this is bullshit you know (laughs) it is i know it is you need to pull your head in and we need to like work out where we're going from here because this this isn't good at the end of the day it's super important to support people but it's not okay to not it's not okay to just let things kind of roll on and to not address real issues with people yeah. because you're not doing them any favors in their life. They're not going to become better. They're not going to want to do better if you don't have conversations with them. Like what's the point in me? Like if someone comes, does a job for me, does like the shittest job in the world. And you just um, let it slide. Yeah. And not, yeah. Has a sh- or like, and I say, that was amazing work. Yeah. And then I'm standing there fixing it. Like yeah. just in a situation like that, take time, go, hey, mate, like um, can I just show you something? Would that be okay? This is this. This is just like the way I do it. Um, this is why we don't do it this way. Um, like really appreciate that you put in, like put your time into this. I can see you, you know, I can see you really tried, but maybe in the future we bring the standard up to here or yeah. we do things like this next time just because this isn't going to work. Yeah. And like come at it from like, you know, be fair, be reasonable. You don't need to bite someone's head off. But like, yeah, yeah I think it's important. Like we're still trying to create a an industry that is capable. Like you can't go through life um, – telling people that they're doing great like that's incredible if it's not yeah yeah 
Like you're not helping someone. No, you're correct. And that's where it gets hard, I think, as well. And like It's a fine line, yeah. Yeah, that, like the older generation, obviously us being the younger generation coming through now, and we're probably finding it hard, obviously, where to cross that line where it's like I find it hard sometimes as well and you might as well. But you try be too nice then to be fucking yeah then take you for a ride and then you got to be then you sometimes it gets to a point and then you just snap and you've got to just fucking yeah put your foot down so it's hard to i believe and you probably do as well like it's that fine line of communicating but Mm. not being a fucking piece of shit at the same time as you're talking to someone yeah exactly i think that's another thing like it's just coming back to respect and making sure everything's coming from a real respectful place and that at the end of like a respectful place, you value your team's mental health, you value their journey and their learning. We're also a business. As a business, these are our goals. This is what we want to achieve. And when um, people come onto my site, we start the morning, we say, okay, we write a list. These are the goals for today. This is what we want to achieve. Like we don't even, we don't do a list. We say daily goals. These are the daily goals. We get to tick the goals off. And I'm just like, this is what I really want to get done. If we can work through this, blah, blah, blah. And we go from there. Like it's just at the end of the day, some things are business. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that there's, you know, that's a reality. It's a job. It's a career. Like we're working and everyone understands that it's not about taking that out of it it's about how do we go into that with a new attitude how do we do it in a respectful manner like because you can do it um and i think it's just guiding like guiding young people to understand when they're having a constructive respectful conversation and when it's like when they are genuinely being disrespected yeah yep. but it's all teaching like people are young they might not understand we don't like everyone's had different backgrounds yeah you know some people might not have been i don't know criticized or had that growing up or maybe someone's been really criticized growing up so you know they're two different life experiences so those two employees are going to take things on very differently yeah 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 and you say like when you're coming to site in the morning, like uh, that was just cool how you like yeah. do your daily goals. Yeah. What sort of inspired that and like things, what are things you've bring to the table probably in the, like in the role you're in, like that are people like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> but then they love it in the end and they're like, she knows what she's on about. <laughs> mm, I think now I've worked like, you know, a couple of different people worked in different teams, worked with lots of different chippies and stuff like that. And I can look at what they have done that I was like, oh my gosh, I loved that. And I have done, like with the work and so on I've done for myself, I know what works for me. Like I know that having a list works for me, ticking things off works for me. Having that like in front of my face, that's really good. Um, And I, what I try and do, I go into each day and I interact with people how I feel like I would like to be interacted with. Yep. So we'll do our daily goals. We come from like a positive place with that. Um, I am always, I make sure I have a like conscious conversation with 
who I'm working with, like, how are you, check-in, all of that. And then from, like, from check-in, then we'll go into, like, work and step into it like that. I think that's kind of how I like to work. I like to work from a place that's open. People can feel like they can ask me questions. Um, And, yeah, everything. I try and be... Like as I try as much as I can, I try and understand the people I'm working with, how they work best. So I think it's really helpful when you like work with the same carpenter or whatever for a while. And I just watch them and try and understand how they work best. Because if I can work out how they work best and what I need to give them, I'm only making my life easier. Like I'm only making the job better like um for instance I was working with this chippy at the moment and he works best um when I so he works best when I like when we go through a job um we stop we take like a few minutes we go through we make it and I like do a list with him I'm just like these are the goals this is how this needs to be um done and there's certain ways I explain things to him and details um, that I know he's going to question. And because I've watched the way he works, I already know what I need to tell him for him to like do that job to the best of his ability. And it's not only picking up on what people need to do their job better, like the things they ask, it's picking up on the things that they don't ask and that like – you can see that they maybe struggle with. Um, And so that's really good. I love, um, I think it's a really important thing for apprentices, um, young carpenters or really anyone to be invited to think about what they're doing, really think about what you're doing, walk around with your eyes open and um, brainstorm. Like. I think it's it's great to have someone come onto your site, do things how you want them to be done, but you want your worker thinking at the same time. So like if I have someone who's going to do something, say this is a task and they'll look at me, they're like, how do you want me to do it? I'm just like, I'm happy to tell you how I want you to do it. How would you do it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like have them actively think about exactly what they're doing and how they would do it because you can have any carpenter come onto your site you can tell them exactly how you want it to be done and you can hold their hand the whole way. But we also want to create people who are have a really strong ability to problem solve and, um, you know, create great work and, you know, be free thinking because most of the time, yeah, they'll have someone there to tell them how to do something, but it's when they don't have someone there and that is a really key component into like building a really great tradie like in my opinion um even working with young apprentices in my time um you know some people don't want them to question I really hate that like if it's a situation where it's like get it done like this is how it needs to be done don't ask questions but like if there's a time where you can give an apprentice like just the space to actually think about what they're doing because, you know, you say you say to them, do this, do this, do this, do this, um, like exactly how you want it to be done and then you send them on their way and say, 
or go and do this, but you haven't trained them to problem solve and to um, think for themselves. So that's really important. Like that's something we need to be doing more. Yeah. And I think give people more responsibility, like low risk responsibility. Yeah. 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 And it's like trusting because then they don't ask the question either. Yeah. You say go do this and they're like, oh, fuck, what am I meant to do? Yeah. And they don't ask and then they do it wrong and then they get in trouble. So then they feel like they shouldn't ask. Like it's, Yeah. So, yeah, and you obviously do very well at holding that space to let others do the things yeah. as well sometimes and just standing back and letting it happen once you have explained. Yeah, exactly. And I think you have to. And you need to understand people make mistakes. People learn through mistakes. That's yeah. the truth. I make I make mistakes all the time. Like, mate, I made lots and I've learned from them. Um, and until you get so okay with making mistakes, you are – you're never going to get to where you want to go. You're living in fear. What's the point? Like, honestly, it's just like it starts, like you start getting good. You start moving forward when you let go of the fear of making an error, making a mistake. How many questions do we ask where we already know the answer? Like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Get on with it. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just the same thing. It comes back to what you were touching on the start. Then knowing your worth and what you're passionate about yeah, and, it, and trusting your instinct, not just fucking going, oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? Like just trust yeah. yourself. Exactly. I had a guy, he was messaging me last night um, and he's just like, hey, I'm looking for advice like just on this. Um, you know, I'm feeling like super, like how do you get confident at work? Like I'm feeling like insecure, like um, – I think I'm better than what I am, but like the boys at work, are like really kind of pushing me down, not trusting myself. And I'm just like, you've already said, you know, you're better than how you're showing up. Like, I can't teach you to back yourself, Yeah. but I can tell you to fucking back yourself. <laughs> like we are our biggest roadblock every damn day, yep. day in, day out. If we're looking for like, the thing that's stopping us the most, it's ourself and like the fear of making a mistake. And I said, and he's just like, I'm really scared of like making a mistake. I'm like, let go of the fear of making a mistake. I'm just like, there's one thing guaranteed, brother, you're going to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. You're going to fuck something up. You'll learn from it. The best chippies I know make mistakes. Yeah. And that's like also something really awesome. Like, oh man, especially even the start very start of this year, I was like really quite in my head about making mistakes and it's been like the biggest gift to myself to be like so okay with the fact that I make mistakes. Yeah. I've made expensive mistakes, made all kinds of mistakes and I made them in front of like some of the best, like the best carpenters I've ever met. Yeah. And you know what it did? Nothing. It didn't change the way they saw me, didn't change what they thought of me as a chippy. They just said shit happens, we all make mistakes. And they'll be like, I've done that before. Ha, it's a good one. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, and yeah. then you're like, oh my God, it's not just me. It's just yeah. like, yeah, it's not just you. We have like all these beliefs that everything is just us yeah. and it's not because we all go through it. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. And like when you realise that and you truly understand like, ah, we all make mistakes, it's like, eat soir, yeah. get on, yeah. like keep trucking. Yeah. So have you found like you've had to like probably at the start until you really realized that you had to pr like 
not like make mistakes or it wasn't okay to make mistakes? Did you feel like you had to prove yourself in a way? Yeah. Yeah. I think like I still have some sense, maybe like it's definitely to a smaller degree now, but I definitely feel like, like the way I show up when I go to work and stuff, like I, you know, I like I go in there guns blazing. I'm just like, yeah. this is how I'm showing up. That's an active choice to show up that way. Yeah. And um, I've always felt like I need to show up the way if I like, it's hard to explain. It's just like, I need to show up and if I choose not to, I'm really doing a disservice to myself. Um, but I've definitely felt like in the past it's been really a lot more challenging. Like, I forgot your question. No, just like feeling like you have to prove yourself. Yeah. Oh, like, feeling, yeah. So yeah. feeling like you have to prove yourself. I don't feel like, yeah, I, as I said, I don't really feel like I feel like it as much anymore. I'm yeah. kind of like, I am who I am. I'm doing what I'm doing. If I fuck it up, I fuck it up. If I do a good job, awesome. I did a good job. Super stoked on that one. Um, but there was definitely, especially coming through my apprenticeship, I always felt like I had to prove myself, prove my worth, prove like all of these things. Like, because I really do feel as a woman in the industry, like everything I do now, people say to me, they're just like, oh, you're only doing that because you're, you're a girl. You only get that opportunity because you're a girl. Um, or like they make me, they try and make me feel unworthy for my achievements, um, for anything I'm doing. And like now I really look at things like that and I'm just like, don't project your insecurity <laughs> of me like out there fucking getting it. Don't project your insecurity onto me. Yeah. Not my problem that, I don't know, you feel threatened or whatever. Like, yeah. that's not my problem. Like, go and deal with that yourself because I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm just doing me. Yeah. Like, Yeah, and they feel like you're stepping on their toes in a way. And th like, that's the only way they can the, project it back to that them. That is like, yeah, I, I've had men, like, really say some, like, nasty shit to put me down and... I know it's not true and I'm just like... Just laugh at you're it. Mm, yeah, yeah, but it's like you're literally saying this to me like to make me feel like shit. I know you're saying this to me to make me feel like shit because it's not nice. It's not true. Yeah. And like I've dead on looked at someone before and I'm just like... Like after they've said something so nice to me, I'm like, not coming for you, mate. <laughs> I don't want your... I don't want your job. Yeah. I'm like, I'm literally just here doing me. And, like, just let me do my thing. Like, I show other people respect every day in what they're doing. Like, it's, yeah, it's being a, women, uh, being a woman in the industry is hard because it's, like, you also end up taking on other people's insecurities because there's this whole thing of, like, or, well, this is a man's job and then there's a girl doing it and she's doing, like, a good job like what does that mean for me like what does that mean for me it's like bro it means literally nothing for you it's just yeah. like she's just doing her thing yeah. like just like just let me do my thing you do your thing we're all good yeah. like we don't yeah. affect each other's like 
masculine or feminine. It's just like, just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's that scarcity mindset as well of like, you're fucking doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they, they're they not putting in their 100% and you yeah. are and they're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah, I yeah. know. And yeah, I had this like one... Actually, I can't talk about it. They, <laughs> they might listen. <laughs> <laughs> they might what's, she, what's she up to now? What story is she going to fucking I'll say t- they're just like, then they'll, they'll look back. They're like, yeah, that was a real fuck thing I did. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, they probably will listen, so I can't yeah. say that. Oh, that's all right. It but happens. Okay. We'll let it be. What are like the – we'll nearly wrap it up in a minute, but like something for the women in the industry as well and sort of your journey you've gone on, like what are you really trying to help and push with? With the women. With women, I would say, I would say don't get shot down. I would say as a woman, you are more powerful than you understand. You're more capable than you understand. There's not going to be one man on this earth who tells you, you can't stand up, you can't show up and you can't absolutely do a cracking job. Like, I think... There's nothing that was in our world. We look at this job is for this person. This job is for this person. You love what you love. If you want to do a trade, have a go. Get in there. Try it. And don't get beat down by other people projecting their shit onto you. Like you can do anything you want. Yeah. And like I just really hope not only that we create more opportunities for women to get into the industry to try it and to see it's an opportunity for them, but I really hope that we continue to put more things in place so that they're a safe environment for women and, you know, a woman can step onto site and feel like she has a place there because there's been many days that... I've stepped on side and I felt like there was no place for me. Like I've had to, I've had to make room. I've had to, I've had to put my shoulders, my elbows out. Yeah. Like yeah. shuffle, shuffle yeah. dog. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> get out of my way. Yeah, I'm get, fucking making my own room. Get out of my way and make my own room. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, sometimes you got to make your, yeah. you, if there's no space for you, start making it. Yeah. 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 And you've had to realize that and probably do that as well at times. To yeah. Be like, I'm fucking here. I'm like, fucking here. Like yeah. stand up and you know what? I have a truckload of women coming with me as well. Yeah. I'm making room for them. Like clear, clear the airstrip. We're coming in hot. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, and just knowing it's, yeah, it's nuts. Like the journey mm. you've gone on as well to get to where you are. Yeah. It's like, been crazy. It's fucking wild. To it's been, it's been wild. And like, as I said, I think so many people look at me now <laughs> and they can have whatever thought in the world about me. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, so that's nuts. Yeah. But like, I can... I can truly say that, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I know how hard I've worked to be here where I am today. And I don't care, like, what people think, what people say. But all I hope is that, you know, there's one woman, there's one person who listens to me and that I spark something in them that goes, I'm worth more than the way I treat myself right now. And I'm worth living an authentic, epic fucking life. And I can do that. Because we can all do that. We can all create an insanely, like, beyond imaginable experience for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's all right. One thing before we wrap it up. Let's go. What would you tell someone, everyone listening, something to do today over the next week that would really not change their life but even change someone else's life? 
Ooh, I would say, I'd say two things. I'd say, I'd say two things. They're totally on different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, go for it. Okay, first one is be kind. Like, be so kind and tell people like um, that you love them. Like, open yourself up to just not living in fear of telling people that you care. It's not a weakness to care. It is such a strength to be kind and you know, anyone can be like the prettiest whatever in the room, be the kindest, aim to be the kindest person in every room and to just really see people, like take the time to see people. The second thing I would do and that I would say is just get a bit of mongrel about you. Just wake up, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm waking up today. I'm not settling. Um, why would I? I've got yeah. this one life. I'm not going to rest on myself. not going to settle. I know I've been in the fucking trenches. I'm pulling myself up by the bootstraps. Like, let's yeah. fucking go. Yeah. Some mornings I wake up and I just look at myself. This sounds insane. <laughs> but I do. Like, even yeah. if I'm having a bad day, I might just look at myself in the mirror. I'm just like, no rest for the wicked baby. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. So, so just have that mindset, have that, that positive mindset. Yeah. yeah. And know that, like, a positive mindset doesn't come exactly from positivity like yeah. you go through shit i've been through some fucking shit i still go through shit today i'll continue to go through shit yeah but it's knowing that like i'm gonna go through it i'm gonna get through it yeah. and i'm gonna like dead on look myself in the eyes and say get that dull about you. let's go <laughs> yeah and get after it <laughs> get right? after it beautiful there's nothing else you want to touch on oh, i feel like i've touched on everything i reckon we've done pretty well <laughs> so far like we've we fucking have. gone on tangents down every oh, little rabbit everywhere. hole i love a tangent no, yeah beautiful so we'll wrap it up there and just thank you again for coming on and really so appreciate it no nah, that's all right beautiful all right let's get it <laughs> let's get it let's go thank you. <laughs>